Lord, sanctify us by your truth. Your word alone is the truth. I want to invite you to read together Luke chapter 5, verse 33 through 35, which is the conversation in between Jesus and the Pharisees. I need to practice for that, the PH, Pharisees. Well, I might say Pharisees, but uh, you may understand that. Okay. Three, two, one, go. They said to him, John's disciples often fast and pray, and so do the disciples of the Pharisees, but you go on eating and drinking. Jesus answered, Can you make the friend of the bridegroom fast while he is with them? But the time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them. In those days they will fast. Those passages shows us the Pharisees raised an issue by comparing Jesus' disciple with John's disciple. Fasting is a way to show one's life devotion to God through the abstinence of a basic need for a human. So it could be uh, to concentrate on prayer and meditation as a form of self-punishment for some sin committed or to evidence a disdain for the body and its need. As you know, Jesus also fasted 40 days in the wilderness with pray. When everything is considering goes really well, I suggest that's the time to fast and slow down a little bit and before the devil tempt you and say, see, you're great. You're great. They try to give you the busting on yourself, but the fasting might help you. On the other hand, you feel like you're feeling like and the situation of the cliff hanging. That's the good moment to fast and pray and then show him your sorrowful heart with that. It is really difficult to find the moment Jesus' beloved 12 disciples truly understanding their master's explanation and teaching. How many times Jesus say, I'm going to die on the cross for you? And how many times he's going to say, I'm going to risen again? Some kind of miscommunication happens always over there. But the Holy Spirit helped and changed the disciples through their crucifixion. Resurrection and ascension. The Pharisees made a problem with the, the disciples' behavior, and then they might issue the Jesus' disciples as party animal. Yeah, like uh, the years go on eating and drinking. So it's kind of our Lutheran church's traditions, right? Really, we're really good at that. Jesus explained to them, when the friends hang out with the groom, it is time to eat and talk and joy. So it reminds us your culture like a bachelor party. I never invited in this country yet, but uh, I assume it is a time to celebrate, enjoy their time before officially your friend become a, a lady's husband. Jesus said, 
hey, come on, they are partying with me now, but they should be fasting someday. This day will come soon. Their fasting day may come after the groom is gone. So far, we can understand this passage with fasting as a physical fasting. Yep. However, Jesus gave us a parable to help us to widen our horizon of understanding and open your eyes. Jesus showed us the perfect example of the fasting. His life from the manger to the cross itself is the perfect example of fasting. In other words, give up. You know what he gave up for you, correct? Let us read together Luke chapter 5, verse 36 through 39, which is Jesus' parable about their questions on fasting. Three, two, one, go. He told them this parable. No one tears a piece out of a new garment to patch an old one. Otherwise, they will have torn the new garment and the patch from the new will not match the old. And no one pour new wine into old wine skins. Otherwise, the new wine will burst the skins. The wine will run out and the wine skins will be ruined. No, new wine must be poured into new wine skins. And no one after drinking old wine wants the new, for they say the old is better. Old versus new. Do you remember the time when you did not have smartphone, internet services, and the wireless microphone like this? It's impossible like three decades ago, a pastor rather stay on the pulpit with a microphone, or he want to move, he need wires and then follow with a microphone. But now I have a really good wireless microphone. It's amazing. And how about the projectors? You don't have to open the Bible now. Everything is showed up over there. But are you afraid you, you're going to forget where is the book of Psalms in the Bible? Every human invented product has its pro side and con side. So we better not say new is better than old. Because of a smartphone, we enjoy super conveniences. My smartphone is a perfect small computer in my hands. It is an amazing communication tool. At the same time, we lose our private, I mean the privacy. And then, in many cases, our cell phones interrupt our focus in a momentum. Even you may interrupt it by your cell phone to focus on your worship services. If you want, you better turn off. <laughs> as long as you use your smartphone, your location is open. Especially I know where my wife's go. My smartphone app shows me. <laughs> Just about two decades ago, we sending a letter and waiting a response letter to more than a week and then send the letter again, and waiting for response. That's the way to communicate. Compared to now, it was so slow, but I cannot say it was bad. 
I believe we may made more miscommunication with your text and emails now. It impacts our Christian life also. Apostle Church used projectors, so we rarely ask to open your Bible, as I already told you. I still remember the surprising moment where one of the church leaders failed to find the book of Psalms in the Bible while we were having devotion at the leaders' meeting. Please do not look around over you, not in this church. It happened at the church. I still keep the vinyl record and enjoy it and play through my old turntable, 30 years old. To listen to the music, I have to select the album and then bring it out and cleaning up with a special liquid solution and remove the dust and then the protect the electric statics. And then put the arms on it, but you have to drop correctly. It's similar as an airplane dropped a bomb on the certain area. <laughs> Otherwise, you have to listen to the previous track and the part, or you're going to skip the beginning part of the track. It still happened for me now. My eyes getting old, so I cannot see it clearly. But, you know, 1948, the Columbia record showed up, revealed the vinyl. We call it LP. It stands for? Sounds like we have a lot of old schools here. <laughs> it says long players. Why? Before LP, the similar shape vinyl ammo only play five minutes long for one side. So you have to go and then flip it over again, and then not the stereotype also. Sensational change. But now that's turned into the CD, stands for compact disc. And then Compact disc is sensation also, but uh, my kids did not have any CDs. Why? They use their MP3 player or smartphone. Do you remember when you have a VHS, little scare type box? <laughs> One day changed to the LD, laser disc. It's a big album, heavy. And they changed to the DVD. Now you have Blu-ray. I don't want to emphasize on all the days better. Please forgive me if my voice sounds like I says, all the days, please come back again. That was not my intention, but I know I'm not old enough to talk about all the days in front of you all. <laughs> Jesus Christ gave us a parable, as you read, which connected with the fasting. Old wine, new wine, old wineskin, and new wineskin. The reason why I brought up my 30 years of turntable is I want to explain that clearly. Old wine. Today I confess to you, for me, is the law and its promise. And new wine it is the gospel. Jesus Christ himself. And old wineskin Law-based legalistic life requires you, request you, obey. And the new wineskin is a new life in Christ. Instead of obey, it requests you faith and believe. 
What Jesus meant in his parable about all they knew was totally different from our general concept of all they knew. It is not like change from LP to CD, from VHS to the Blu-ray disc. It's not a change, it's not an upgrade, it's not an addition. However, a lot of people in this world, they think what Jesus did is upgrade our old life, old wine skin to the new wine skin. No, it's impossible. Why did the Pharisees, the teachers of the teacher of the law, struggle so much with Jesus' teaching and his people, his followers? Thank you, now it looks better. They are the ones who have strong old wine in their strongly built boxes. This kind of odd situation reminds me the Bible passage, Luke chapter 5, just previous passage about our conversation. It says, Jesus answered them, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Jesus said, if you were blind, you would not be guilty of sin. But now that you claim you can see, your guilt remains. Anything touch your heart now? If you connect those passages to the old and new wine parable. If I'm waiting for your answer, I need 10 minutes more, so I, let, me, let me say that. The main common ground among the Pharisees and the teachers of the law is that Pharisees has more opportunity to consider themselves as righteous, healthy, and not blind. On the other hand, Jesus got uncountable followers who were considered as sick, weak, and blind not only physically, socially, but also spiritually. How about you? Are you righteous? Are you healthy enough? Are you not blind? Or the other way? I need a doctor. I need a savior. I need to help somebody guide me. How much giving up will be enough to believe and follow Jesus? We can't get an answer from the parable of the new wine and the new wine skin in general. Most people want to stay in your comfort zones and instead of change a lot, you want to add up. So maybe when you come to the church today, beside of cold weather and the season and a little rain, you come here, maybe you want to add it up on your current status. Maybe you want to hear the message from the pastor's mouth to encourage you. You're good. Just do as is. Praise the Lord. Nowadays, many people really like to hear the message of positive thinking. Let me make some example of those messages. Please do not confuse and do not say amen on it. Are you ready? Okay, here you go. What God made in us was perfect. But we forgot the fact. So Jesus came to this world and helped us open our eyes to see the fact 
We are small gods. This world is not a battlefield in between the Satan and the Lord, but the battle is inside of you, in between the real you and the fake you. So all you need is make your force inside awaken. I got that from Star Wars. <laughs> you do not need big change. Forget the salvation. Just awaken. Open your eyes and see how precious you are. What Jesus brought to this world is the message, you are a son of God as I am the son of God. Sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Those false gospel or counterfeit gospel teach the people the way of positive thinking and ask you say yes, yes, and make you open wallet. All you need is a little touch-up, like a one-point lesson, because as you are right now, it's pretty good. The best day in the life. Those first gospels are based on the mixed-up of materialism and the consequentialism. I got a big term, consequentialism. Deeper meaning is kind of everything could be go by result. If you're a good pastor, you better have a thousand members, followers every Sunday waiting for your message. It means you're a good pastor. If you're a good student, your grade, A plus, going to show up, prove you're a good student. Is it possible B minus student could be a good student? Yes. It based on the idea that larger churches can do greater things. A church is a factory that produces faithful Christians. Larger budget, larger building, larger congregation size means more blessed than others. In this situation, a pastor is considered as, I made a new word, licensed blessing distributor. And also, larger churches pastor has more authority to distribute, to distribute more powerful blessings because his visible successful ministry itself proves he is working with the living God. Their faith is a turbo booster for their own engines. Being a Christian is not mean renovation. The dictionary says renovation is the process of improving a broken, damaged, or outdated structure. Renovations are typically either commercial or residential. Additionally, renovation can refer to making something new or bringing something back to life and can apply in social context. For example, it, a community can be renovated if it is strengthened and revived. Yes, this building needs renovation. Maybe your house needs renovation. Maybe your car needs renovation. Maybe your body, physical body, needs renovation. But don't understand. Old wineskin to new wineskin is not a renovation processing. It's impossible. As I emphasize on, Jesus Christ is the new wine. That's why we could be new wine skin. It's not a, we are 
put our energies, effort a lot. So now we got, we prepared the wineskin. Please come, Lord Jesus, into my new wineskin. Then still we have legalistic or law-based approach on it. Still we have old wineskin and try to continue with the new wineskin. Do you really think all the simple Adam can be renovated to the new Adam by our effort? No way. Paul described Jesus as a second Adam, the last Adam, who is a life-giving spirit. Because of Jesus' life-giving spirit, we can get rid of all things from the first Adam. Yes, we still have our physical body in this world, but Jesus allows us for pre-living of like Jesus Christ, and then he allows us pre-taste the heavenly banquet. is like the communion today. It is easy to keep your and my old wine skins, your comfort zone, pour new wine in it to our lives. I still remember the shocking and the sad moment when a VIP church member asked their pastor, Pastor, we better listen to this part of the Bible passage. Could you study about that and then preach on it? When I heard that from my previous partner, Methodist Church pastor, I was so sad. Why? I think a couple members confused about the church. It's like a really nice club, and then we have the beautiful, perfect karaoke machine over there. So all you need to pick up the numbers. What is your favorite song you want to sing or hear today? 2008, okay, 2008, and play button, and then pastor stand here and then singing 2008. Is it good for you? That's, that's what the reason why you're here today? The message is from the pulpit. Sometimes make you curb your ears because it's really hard to listen because you feel guilty. I'm not wealthy, Lord. But at the same time, we proclaim the gospel, make you hope. Not because you are ready to get the new wine, but because the Lord, his holy living spirit, make you be prepared in his grace to get the new wine. Jesus Christ, the gospel. You may thought, Pastor Chung's message sounds so sarcastic today especially in the joyful Christmas season. Now he's talking about, again, the blood of Jesus and repent. However, we all know John the Baptist, who was the one of the best prepared for Christmas. Wasn't it? He said, repent. The kingdom of the heaven is near. John the Baptist was the one who strongly know that fact to become a believer change the direction is not enough. A lot of people think become a believer to having a new wineskin is change a little bit direction. No way. It's a totally new story. Be baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, which means newborn, new life. Jesus' love, a new wine must pour into the newborn believer. Born again. Are you born again? Yes. The Pharisees 
and the teacher of the law were furious and discussed together to find a way to accuse Jesus Christ. It is not different from the situation in the Old Testament. Our old ancestors, they gathering together and discussed about how could he build a tower and then be like God. You know the story, Tower of Babel? The Pharisees and the teacher of the law put themselves as gods in their world. They are the people who really enjoy their vested right above all others and especially on God. But remember, what Jesus did for you, what Jesus gave up for you, he's the one who sits in the glorious throne. But he came to this world, why? Try to save the condemned, hopeless people. That's us. That is why he condemned on the cross by himself. He gave up his glorious throne. And we deserve to condemn, but now he, we got his righteousness in you. That's the new wine for you. Book of Hebrews chapter 3 the writer called the Psalm 95 says, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart as you did in the rebellion. Jesus foretold he will break down the Jerusalem temple. But the, Jesus himself is the Jerusalem temple. In human's eye, the Jerusalem temple is so strong, it's going to go a couple thousand years. We better stay on it, hang on it, trust on it. But Jesus says, not those things, man-made things. Please abide in me. I'm the new temple. I'm the mighty fortress for you. True fasting is followed by true repentance by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit helped you transfer your ownership to the Lord and gave up vested right for the glory of the Lord. You think you're blessed? Yes, I agree. I'm blessed, Pastor. But that blessing comes with a lot of vested right you don't want to give up. Watch out. Your new wineskin as a gift from the Jesus Christ getting hardened little by little. That is why you need to come to the church regularly, hear the message, and the word of God. Gospel is going to keep moistened your wine skin. I call that sanctified life. It's not done yet. Until Jesus calls your name, we need to keep making your wine skin condition keep soft and moisture. Jesus said, No one after drinking old wine wants the new. For they say, the old is better. I'm not really great at wine yet. I'm the beginner. I could say uh, it's bitter or sweet. I love the communion wine. That's my level now. <laughs> I don't know why people say old wine is better. I don't understand clearly. But today I understand why Jesus say that. If like you all, someone who really tastes new wine, Jesus Christ, his gospel, his love, we're not going to give up to drink new wine again, again, again. Because that new wine that gives you a passion and zeal and joy, so you certainly become a witness. You want to share those new wine. When you got a re really perfect wine, 
you think of your lovely people and you want to share with that information, right? The same here. Jesus Christ gave you new wine. So once you taste the heavenly taste, it is your turn to share those good news with other people. Righteous living, if possible, by your effort, is old wine in old wine skin. Righteous living as a fruit of true faith by Jesus' grace is new wine in the new wine skin. You know, book of Psalm chapter 34 says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. You see, in your hymnal, we have that. Page 39, it says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Have you ever heard that song? We are the one who taste his new wine. We are the one who saw that, his grace. Please go out and then share those love and share the new wine, perfect wine, with your neighbors. Amen.